The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house. And anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. i got to refresh the page here. If you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And at the top of the page, you'll see two videos. The right side is the morning show. The left side is usually the afternoon show. Bradley had some technical difficulties. I don't know what happened there. Mine has, I was telling Lana, mine is uh, the streaming software, for whatever reason, the past couple of days, opens up halfway. (laughs) I have to shut it down, reopen it, and it's fine. This morning it says, oh, you need to update it so you can fix the bugs that we missed, I guess, in our last update, which was a couple of days ago. So uh, I was lucky to even 
well, not lucky. In God's providence, I was able to get on this morning, and um, <clears throat> so we're we're doing that. I'm gonna have to have a look at that after the after the show today. But on the right side of the page, the morning show. Click on the play button and uh, you know blow it up on whatever device you got, and then you got Rumble down at the bottom. Click on that; you can join us in the chat, and from there, in each of the video uh, descriptions on our video platforms, you can join us in the main chat over there on Discord if you want to do that. I'll put the links in in just a minute, uh, but that'll do that. And Bradley, since he wasn't on, there's a video up. Um, I don't. I forget what the title of it was, but there's a video there. If you haven't seen it, uh, take a look at that. And then hopefully he's going to be back with you today at 3 p.m. Also, right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for a newsletter. Please do that. And then if you would, if you agree with our message and you'd like to uh, help support us, um, we're going to be bringing on some guests. I really have it on my heart because, you know, when um, when David or not David, when Joseph interpreted the Pharaoh's dream, you remember that? You're going to have seven years of plenty. You're going to have seven years of famine. And the Bible says the prudent man sees the danger ahead and he prepares for it, right? So I really see that that's going on. It's been on my heart. I'm wanting to do it in my own family. And things are so tight, you know, we do little bits at a time, but we are moving in that direction. And so I'm going to have probably an entire week. I'm trying to set that up with a guy. Uh, in fact, the guy who's providing the fulvic acid, uh, the fulvic humic acid, that Kate talked about the other week. Some of you have been there and you purchased some of that from them. And I'll have a link in the uh, in the archive today if you're interested in doing that. Uh, they're going to be providing some other uh, some coffee that will give you trace minerals and some other things in it as well. That's going to be a a premium top of the line coffee. We're talking to them about maybe having some Sons of Liberty coffee. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but in any case, going to have them on to help some of you guys with prepping a variety of topics on prepping. And I think that God's people need to hear that and they need to work together to do that. By the way, and speaking of working together, again, I want to thank you guys for helping out our friend Sean. Again, that's, you know, Jesus says, they'll know you're my disciples by your love for one another, not government's charity with your money, which they can't be charitable, uh, but by your love for one another. And you showed Sean that. And I, I want to extend thanks for you doing that. And there's some other people that I know are not going through, um, Whatever that place is, go fund, go whatever that thing is, give sin go. What? Not that one, the other one. Uh, and go fund me. <laughs> I'm having a problem here. Uh, they're not giving through there because they don't trust them, and so they're taking care of. I think some of the rest of his needs there. And thank you to you guys for doing that. I just I think that's wonderful that uh, God's people will get together and do those kinds of things. But if you want to help us, uh, top of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com, there's a donate button there, and we need the support as well. Um, also, uh, monthly, if you want to become a son or daughter of liberty, please do that. And also, our store is open this week. We're having the Dangerous Freedom T-shirts. Yes, that's right. Normally, $20 donation. Uh, well, 20 to $27, let's put it that way, depending on the size and whether you want long sleeve or short sleeve. And um, <clears throat> you can pick these up through Saturday at midnight for 10% off when you use the promo code LIBERTY. It's pretty simple, right? Right? It's right there on, on, the, uh, on the shirt, the LIBERTY. That's all you got to use, okay? All right, and you get 10% off of that, and that is through Saturday night. Now, before I bring Lynn on right quick, just a couple of things out of SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Bradley's article from yesterday's Lies That Create Wars. Be sure to check that out. There's some video in there uh, as well. And then uh, Capitol Police declare emergency <laughs> over freedom trucks driving slightly under the speed limit. I see. I I don't like 
I don't like any of that traffic stuff. I understand it's there to quote unquote protect you, but really what it is is it's a means for the state to put money in their coffers from your work. That's what it is. Let's make no bones about it. That's what it is. Uh, because if it was really about some kind of justice and stuff, first of all, you'd find it in the Scripture. Second of all, you wouldn't be having um, these guys catching people, and then when they do 65, they would say, you're doing 65 and a 45 or whatever. No, 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 they're willing to drop it down. Oh, we'll, we'll let you go for 55 and a 45, and that'll be $280, please. And if you want to go through our program to, to knock that off your points, well, that would be another $280. And, you know, it's all about the money. This isn't about health, safety, or, or, or law, or justice. It isn't about any of that. In any case, I thought driving under the speed limit was, quote-unquote, lawful. Isn't that what a limit is, is supposed to be? Yeah, okay. You get the point. Uh, also, SonsLibertyMedia.com. State agents raid preschools. Question toddlers without parental consent for not wearing a mask. Again, I ask parents, you have taken stands at school boards. You over LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ agenda, you've taken it against the pornography in your kids' libraries, you've taken it against the mask mandates and all, and you still send your kids there. What is wrong with you? What is the disconnect? What is the mental malfunction here that you'll take the stand rightly? But you'll keep sending your kids back in there to be abused another time, and you'll have to do the same thing over and over. How many times do you have to be abused before you take it to the abuser? I mean, literally take it to the abuser. I don't know. Only you can answer that. And then finally, at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, commodity catastrophe. Ukraine war has thrown global markets into state of complete and utter chaos. You know, I don't know. To tell you the truth, I don't know what to believe with some of the stuff. I can't go over there and verify it. I think there's some real things that are going on. I think it's largely coming from the Ukraine government, at least what we've heard from on the ground from some journalists over there. I think there is some U.S. bioweapon labs there. We've seen that. We've seen the documentation on, on our government's websites and stuff. But I think this is going to be the push to start this Great Reset stuff. See, they went right out of, out of the convids, right into this, and people are going to forget about the convids. Don't forget about it because you need to bring some people to justice. The same people pushing this war, the same people who need to be brought to justice on that. All right, so with that said, I think that's all my stuff out of the way that I wanted to highlight there. And by the way, I, I've been meaning to do this, pre uh, the pre-show music. I'm going to have some new stuff from you because Haley had another concert with the Charlotte Youth Orchestra. So I've got lots of stuff. I hate I missed videoing the, the first part because there was these young ladies who played flute. And they did things with the flute I've never heard. The, the first song that they did sounds like a train leaving the station. It was really cool, but I missed it, so blame that on me. But I've got, I've got guys playing horn, horns, uh, an entire song with trombones, okay, and, and two tubas. Um, and then the, some stuff from the orchestra that I'm going to be playing in, in the days ahead. But uh, the pre-show music we've been using here of late is from Leah, and you can find her at leahmusic.bandcamp.com. And the pre-show music this morning was We Will Go Home. It's a pretty song, really pretty song. Anyway, with that said, it is Rotten to the Core Wednesday. And as always, I have with me the Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Well, good morning. I hope everyone is well today. Uh, I want to take the first few minutes of today's episode, uh, Tim, and make some public corrections. Uh, last week, we did a tribute to Charlotte Iserbeet. And... Um, be what it may, it hasn't even reached 45,000 views. And while that's a good thing in one way, as much as Charlotte did for our nation and for our children, 
that tribute, not just because we did it, but because Charlotte's work needs to continue, needs to be out there in the millions. But uh, on that particular video tribute that we did, I misspoke and I did not give credit where credit is due. It is actually Charlotte's publicist, Jane Atkin, I believe is how you say her last name is A-I-T-K-E-N. She is actually the one who is doing the legwork now that Charlotte has passed to update Charlotte's website, both the deliberate dumbing down of America and the American deception. She has taken that project on. Jake is doing some preservation, but not the brunt of it, Jane is. So I wanted to thank Jane for all she does. I have invited her to come on uh show with us. I have not heard back from her, but I just wanted to go ahead and, and apologize to Jane publicly and to let you guys know that Charlotte's work, whether she's here or not, we still need to support it. We still need to get it out there because it's up to us now that the baton has been passed to run with it. And with that said, last week in the bonus archive material, I shared one YouTube video. We're not going to watch it today, but it'll be linked again today. But the com- some of the comments that I made note of that Charlotte said are very relevant to some of what Tim has just brought up and what we do here every week on the Sons of Liberty on our Rotten to the Core show. And here they are. Now, this is uh, a comment that she made referring to the common core machine, as I call it. We're out here for the human soul. So make no mistake, this is not about education or it's not about economics. Although economics has taken precedent over education, this is about going after the very human soul. Okay. Referring to herself, keep going because I'm not in jail yet. Why did she get going doing what she did for all those years and never burn out? I plain just got mad. All right. She also said, as far as trying to trace back how far the agenda has gone, we're seeing this date back at least to the 1900s, and it's not an ism form of government. It's pure totalitarianism. All right. As far as the degradation of our education system, this circles back to the universal design of Mark Tucker clothed in community service. So education will shift from academics to community service. And we are seeing that play out. We've talked about that here on the show. I don't know how many times, especially with his Estonia model that's being uh, used in Maryland as the guinea pig for the entire United States. This means that there will be no homeschools, private schools, or Catholic schools. Community education will be the plan when we will have unelected school boards and no brick and mortar buildings. So just think, Lifelong learning and reskilling. Well, isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? They have it all planned for us, Lynn, and our children. Yes. And uh, it's to make us, um, well, you know, I, there is something that I keep forgetting to do. Mm-hmm. And this is what they want to do. <laughs> they, they they do. They want to make us a brick and a wall. They, they want to make our yep. children a brick and a wall. And they it, cookie cutter, no individuality, no, uh, you know, being designed the way that God has has wanted us to be. Uh, instead, what they what they want us to do is they want us to be good little controlled, com, you know, worker bees uh, mm-hmm. for, for their profit, not not for any gain of our, our own selves. 
Right. And and let me just make one comparison before we move on to our our real topic for today. Um, Think about back in the Bible uh, when the Israelites were going through the desert and they prayed for provision and they got manna and then they got fed up with it because it was the same thing every single day. And it was mushy and it was bland and there was no taste. That's what we're being turned into instead of the wide variety of all God's bounty that he gave us both meat and plant to enjoy and to help uh, fortify us. So that's what we're seeing happen in our education system. And with that, we're going to take today's topic and twist it just a little bit. We're still going to be talking about education, but this is how the alternative, there's a new, well, it's not really new, but there's a movement that's part of this restructure, um, reset plan, where you take your public authority or your police enforcement And you come up with alternative methods, Tim, to exercise authority over your citizens. But we're going to talk about how this intersects with education and our schools and not only our schools, but our communities. So that's where we're headed today. All righty. Okay. so with that said, we have an article. Um, Actually, this is a report from the ACLU. Now, you know, as troubled as the ACLU is, they did knock it out of the park on this particular report because this is going to show you eight, excuse me, 10 different points in this particular report about why this new flock surveillance system is a Trojan horse beyond all belief. Now, I want to give a shout out to Julianne Romanello, and I hope I said her last name right. She is a fierce warrior out of Oklahoma, and she has been dutiful in reporting just how bad the uh, fourth Industrial Revolution in Tulsa is taking over. And she's the one who said, hey, did you know Tulsa's using this flock system? How about in your city or your town? And so I went to the website and I looked and there are over 1,500 large towns and small communities that are using flock. Now, what flock does, okay, is it is a camera that is hooked to your transportation system to track your license plate number, okay? They're not only using it on our transportation systems, you've got an article right here that shows how they're using it in the school system as well. And so let me show you, or let me tell you the points from that ACLU report that should have you directly on notice. And Tim, we will have that in the um, uh, archives, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. So number one out of this ACLU report, public-private partnerships. Fascism, anyone? Number two, venture capitalism funded, or excuse me, venture capitalist funded. Okay. Another uh, fascist move. Flock is not the only system out there tracing your uh, license plate. There were some big name companies in there, mainly your phone companies that are in on this as well. Number four, this isn't just license plate data surveillance. Number five, private groups and neighborhoods can also buy into this system. Number six, and the biggest one by far, Tim, it will centralize all data flow. 
Number seven, the top paragraphs on page number four of this report will give you some very troubling information. Uh, Number eight, in the middle of page four, you can begin to see this connect through the school system, through the big tech companies who are providing the laptop devices and other learning tools uh, for our children. Okay, this is not only uh, geared for our public school system. This is geared for private hybrid homeschools who subscribe to these online services as well, not to mention our higher education, who is selling out to uh, groom tech instead of academically trained people. Number nine, the ramifications of what happens beyond just tracking your license plate. You can find that on page six where it begins. And number 10, if you look at the suggested actions of this ACLU report that they're saying that Flock wants to do to us as Americans, that's where you will find those pretty jarring. Okay. All right. Yeah. I. I mean, this whole thing, and, and it's, it's like what you said. The ACLU is a communist organization. There's no doubt about right. that. But even right. they, I, I don't think some of these communists. I don't think they understand fully what they're asking for and what they're what they're promoting. I don't. I don't think some of them actually get it. They think they're actually. They really believe they're pushing a utopian things, and then when all of a sudden it starts to come together, they start going, oh, wait a minute, we didn't know it was going to be all about this. And so they they do have some people over there who will get it every now and then and get it right. But, and that's uh, why, yeah, that's hmm. why I said that on on most things they're wrong, but on this one, they are asking the right questions, and they're showing you, hey, this is where you need to be looking even more. So, yes, we'll have that. Now, so the big question is, is Fox being used in schools now? And you did go where you saw the school bus and then that camera that was over, over it as well. If you'll go back to that particular report or article, Tim, I wanted folks to, to listen to this. And it says here, and this is from, and they're calling themselves Flock Safety, okay? They're not saying, hey, we're a Flock data system and we're going to track you to the moon and back, okay? They're just saying, no, we're, we're here in the name of safety. And how this, again, ties to education is through the Every Student Succeeds Act, where, oh my goodness, the government said, oh, we have to do everything in the name of safety so Johnny and Susie can feel uh, secure in coming to school, but not only coming to school, but using our entire community, because after all, the community has to be aligned with all this so that Johnny and Susie can be successful. Okay. So it says here, throughout the country, teachers, students, and faculty are preparing for another year of learning. Although last year, the COVID-19 pandemic forced many schools into an online learning environment, this year, most students and teachers are looking forward to getting back in the classroom. So with the return to campus, brings the feeling of hope and normalcy. It also brings the potential for greater crime. During the 2017-18 school year, 80% of public schools recorded more than one or at least one incident of violence, theft, or other crimes to about 1.4 million incidents across the nation. So to address these safety concerns and increase school traffic, we came up with flock. Yeah, all right. well, you know, you know, it's kind of funny that you say this about crime. I, I got a story the other day. Teacher was hospitalized because she was attacked by a four year a four year old. Did you say? Well, I, what is this about? Yeah, yeah I saw that. What, what is it? You can't handle a four year old and you have to be hospitalized. What happened there? 
Mm, I don't know. Now, (laughs) one of the things that I wanted to point out is that in this ACLU report, they tell you that the flock system is so flawed that sometimes it gets the wrong license number or it gets some of the data confused. But yet we're supposed to come over here on the school side and trust that it's going to be 100 percent accurate. What happens when you get the wrong license plate? That means you get the wrong person. And again, we're going to falsely accuse someone of doing something that they may not be doing. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, we need to just totally ditch the whole idea of oh i think safety. i think i think but, we need to ditch the whole idea i i do okay okay all right i was just going to say playing devil's advocate here you know um oh let's not ditch it let's just make sure it doesn't go through this data mining but here's the here's the rub if you do that you can't give them the platform to centralize the data tracking and that's the whole point well, I think as soon as as soon as you're you're doing things like this, one you're you you know this is the problem with the red light scammers, and mm-hmm. the red light scammers are about making money. They're not about safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm-hmm. know that because of the manipulation, and those are public private partnerships as well. Because the companies that put them out get paid mm-hmm. a certain amount depending on how many tickets you get. Then you get nobody. I mean, there's no real eyewitness to anything that happens right. there. And you don't know when the – I mean, they're telling you the picture's taken at a certain time, but you have no way of determining that. Uh, the, the the right to face your accuser is completely gone with this stuff. And it's just right. a way where government is not only making money, but they're playing God. They're trying to be omnipresent mm-hmm. and uh, and try to bring their version of justice on the people. I mean, it's criminal. And that's why I say, yeah, all this stuff needs to be done away with. If you want to have oh, cameras disagree. up in your home, if you want to no, have I them don't. up in your home, that's one thing. But this, yeah. but you're exactly right. As soon as they do it, they are going to centralize it. There's just no mm-hmm. way to. There's no way to get around that. Yeah, and I don't disagree. Yes, th- this is a bad thing all the way around. I, I was just trying to make a point there. Okay, if we will go to the website for flock safety, I want folks to see on their ethics page just how ironic it is that they're telling you, oh, yes, we have all these ethics, but yet I'm going to shove fascism in your face. And that would be, uh, let's see here. Hang on just a second. I wanted folks to read it. This is from their ethics center, okay? Principles matter. It's important to know why flock safety exists and how we use technology to eliminate crime with protecting privacy and mitigating bias. All right, it tells you here that they have policing, uh, yeah, policing levels, criminologists, and they all have concluded that a higher police presence produces lower crime rates. And oh boy, here we go, hiring grants under the Federal Community Orienting Police Services or the COPS grant. Oh boy. Here we go. Well, let's 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 be clear about that. Uh, a higher police presence doesn't necessarily stop crime. The crime mm-hmm. actually may be going on among the police, as we've been reporting over and over. When you let a little leaving in and it leavens the lump, you get entire police forces that become corrupt. Uh, so okay. just because you have that doesn't mean that it isn't. And so I, I want people to understand because mm-hmm. even the conservatives say that. they That's their response to everything that goes on is we need more police. We need more police. No, we need more people doing their duty under the constitutional militia enforcing the law. That's what we need. People with their, their Mm -hmm. liberties not being infringed upon so they can deal with the criminals. And I totally understand, (laughs) but here's, here's their justification for why you should use their flock safety system, Tim. Remember this is under the ethics tab. 
it was a uh, flock safety was founded in 2017 with a lofty and ambitious mission. You ready to eliminate crime? We know that with the right intentions and a values first mindset, the power of technology can make our communities safer, healthier and happier places to live and work. We also know that our approach works because time and time again, after a six-month pilot, Tim, a county in Georgia reported a 60% reduction in crime after deploying the flock safety cameras, a community improvement district that welcomes over 1 million visitors each year, recorded 46% fewer car break-ins and 25% fewer motor vehicle thefts. Well, hey, you know, let, let's let's take and uh, let's let's take and, and say this. Okay, they want to say it reduction in crime. Okay, they make mention of what uh, bro- car break-ins and motor vehicle thefts. That's that's the only thing I see that they're saying here. They don't they don't say uh, specific. I guess burglaries may fall under that, may not fall under that. But we also know in, there's a county in Georgia called Kennesaw, Georgia, in which they mandated that every household had a had a gun, and that limit that that virtually eliminated crime and the only place where they had a murder and they had i think it was three of them was on a university campus that was a quote-unquote gun-free zone which is an unconstitutional federal law so i can make the same argument by keeping people's liberty intact without having all this big brother stuff going on and say if you'll let people have their liberty they'll ensure that there's no crime or if there is a crime they're going to stop it and, and encourage that, but instead we want everybody to do something for us that we're not unwilling to do. And I'm sure people buy right into this uh, sales pitch that they're doing, Land, and they're mm-hmm. sell- they're end up selling their soul and their liberty for, for nothing. Yeah, and here's my last point from their ethics page. Democratic regulation. We support clear, consistent guidelines on appropriate uses of the license plate tracking mess and other public safety technologies. We believe that the coordinated and democratic regulation of these technologies by federal, state, and local governments will encourage responsible and effective use of technology and promote transparent public safety practices. Now, with that said, the amount of data mining that goes on in our schools in the name of safety and school climate and all this other garbage has been so known to undermine privacy rights, family uh, rights, uh, civil, uh, oh goodness, our, our civil rights. It's been known to undermine every bit of privacy that we have, but yet I'm going to have this private company come in and tell me that it's going to be better because I have the government's uh, assurance on this. I don't think so. Yeah. What, 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 um, what trustworthiness has, has government shown us that they have, they have zero. And if you don't believe that, just look at the con, look at the convids 1984, uh, you know, Lynn, there was something I meant to play at the first, mm-hmm. um, pardon me here. Let me just throw in the issue of trustworthiness of government and let me make the point It's only a few seconds long, and this has – it only has to do with the trustworthiness of government. I want people to see this. Now, it's – the music on here is is crud, but I'm going to mute it. Um, Let me see if I can start it. You know, I don't want to hear that. Uh, So here's the thing. This just shows you the lack of trustworthiness that government has. And for Mm -hmm. those of you who are on Red State – 
this is just what they tell you about what they do in outer space. I mean, look at this. This is what they're telling you. They're telling you about Mars. Guess where they're filming Mars? In Canada. They're filming Mars in Canada. Now, they're, they're using Google Earth or something like that to zoom in to the spot where they're at. Now, watch. This is the spot they're at, and this is what they're showing you as Mars, that they've set up on Mars. This is how it's laid out. And <clears throat> then they're showing you Devon Island and Mars. That's where they took the photos. Doing the same thing here. You can see the NASA photo on the right and what's up there in Canada on the left. You see how they're they're manipulating the de- they're manipulating you is what they're doing. And if they'll do that on this large scale here, what do you think they're going to do when it comes to things like what Lynn has pointed out? And they have no trust. They have no credit. They've ruined any credibility that they have. And again, if people haven't noticed that with um, uh, with the convids and now what's going on in the Ukraine, we've showed you all of the, you know, while there's some stuff that's actually going on, we've showed you a lot of the choreographed news, if you will, that they do, the fabricated news that they do over there to push the agenda, Lynn, they have no credibility to tell us anything works or anything is good for us or any of that. They just lost all of it. All right. Well, let me make a side note, and then we'll, we'll get back to our subject. Uh, you shouldn't trust anything out of NASA because it is a remainder of the uh, Nazi Germany programming that was... That's exactly um, right. ...over in Germany. And, uh, you know, they came over with their scientists and... Boom, we have NASA. Okay, so in the archives, you will have links to the founder of Flock Safety, you, so you can see what a yuppie he is. Um, but I want us to go to that U.S. Department of Justice grant, um, Tim, so people can see why Flock Safety is pumping up that we should trust the government. Would you read that for those who can't see it? Tell them what website we're at and then what grant you're looking at. Yeah, this is the Bureau of Justice Assistance from the U.S. Department of Justice, or we should say the Department of Injustice. This is the Flock Camera uh, Program. It is for $12,578. Description of the original award. The Edward Byrne Memorial Justice Assistance Grant Program. Again, I don't know where we authorized any grants in the, in the United States Constitution to take our money and just give it to stuff like this. Allows states and units of local government, including tribes, <clears throat> to support a broad range of activities to prevent and control crime based on their own state and local needs and conditions. Grant funds can be used for state and local initiatives, technical assistance, training personnel, equipment, supplies, contractual support, and information systems for criminal justice, including for anyone or more of the following program areas. Law enforcement programs, prosecution and court programs, prevention and education programs, corrections and community corrections programs, drug treatment and enforcement programs, planning, evaluation, and technology improvement programs, Crime victim and witness programs other than compensation and mental health programs and related law enforcement and corrections mental programs. Who? What is it? Mental who? Mental health programs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And related law enforcement and correction programs, including behavioral programs and crisis intervention terms. Now, here's the question I have, Lan. Where is yeah. any where is any of this prescribed in Article One that Congress is to write law on or to fund? It's not, but point, but okay, that was the grant. That was the parameter list for the grants. Did you hear anything about license plates? Nope. Or car break-ins? Nope. 
Nope, you didn't. What did you hear? Community alignment, mental health services. Now, remember, all this is supposed to be an alternative to policing because the New York Times came out with an article, and this will also be in our archives as well, where they said, hey, we really need to think about alternatives to police enforcement. What does that mean? Social and emotional manipulation through our schools and through our communities. And the next link we have for you is well, Lynn, from John Jay. Yes. On, on this one at the bottom, it says this too. Funded yeah. programs or initiatives may include multi-jurisdictional drug and gang task force, crime prevention Ooh. and domestic violence programs, courts, corrections, treatment, subject to whatever. You know, you know how the commercials do when they run through all that stuff. This yeah, is what this so reads that, like. Yeah, so they have just gathered the wagons in a circle, my dear, yep. and they're all spying on you. But yeah, the um, yeah. so this is what got me started on all this was this New York Times article, which we will get to. But I want us to go to this John Jay College report because it tells you here that supposedly the national uh, goal of reducing crime across the board is supposed to be a good thing. As far as the flock safety, consider the article that we have for you here, because this gives you alternatives to police forces. And in it is a section called Engaging the Youth. And this is where they're coming right at the, the kids through community programs and our schools. So it won't matter if you go to public school. Remember, Charlotte said it's not going to be uh it's going to be community-wide. It's not going to be in a brick-and-mortar building. It will be community-wide. So, yes, we're going to engage our youth through these social and emotional mind-bending programs that are quasi-professionally rubber-stamped. So, in other words, we're not getting qualified medical people to properly diagnose who needs treatment and who doesn't. And we can thank the Every Student Succeeds Act for that because they took Title I funding that was supposed to be per-pupil need and put it across the whole school so that everyone could get tested and labeled and on some sort of, of intervention program. Yeah, this, this is just unbelievable. Now, this looks to me like this is going to, uh, if you're talking about they're going after the kids with this, it looks yeah. to me like they're going to include them with this. So this is going to be nothing more than the, the little Hitler youth thing that they're, uh, that they're trying to raise up right now. Right. Absolutely. Well, it's worth reading this particular report because it's going to tell you that it's all being done uh, community level change rather than individual change. So remember that collectivism? We're all in this together. Yep. There you go. It's right there. Now, it also goes on to tell you that it's going to uh, have outcomes. And we know any time that that is used in this kind of frame, it doesn't mean what you want to be. It means what someone else Design, uh, uh, forces you to be. Okay, so it goes on and tells you that some of the interventions will be through the school and the multi-tiered support system, the positive um, behavior supports, the assessments. All right, it says here, engaging and supporting youth. Young people, especially young males, account for a disproportionate amount of community violence. Any effort to reduce violence must involve a special focus on our youth. Strategies to add structure and opportunities for youth have been shown to decrease their involvement in violent crime. So youth employment, youth mentorship, job mentorship, training, educational and behavior interventions I don't need to go on. Okay. 
I don't need to go on because I will get so mad. So the kingpin for all this is this New York Times article. And I don't trust the New York Times as far as I can throw them out the door. But they have a huge amount of influence. And this is the one where they're suggesting, oh, yes, we need to do with it. Now, they also, in your face, spell out, we have to have more behavior management in our schools. Well, they've, they've been trying to do that, haven't they? I mean, the behavior oh, management yeah. in our schools used to be you get a, a paddling. <laughs> that, that was that was what that was behavior ma- or you got your your parents called and they gave you a whooping whatever the case may be that was behavioral management we don't have that now we've got to we've got to somehow orchestrate this into data tracking huh yeah well here's here's their section on their article called other solutions non-policing strategies can complement law enforcement well now let's think about it in the every student succeeds at what was one thing that was done the school safety was ramped up the school climate what are we now seeing an unconstitutional presence of law enforcement in our schools okay so let me just throw that out there okay and that was done in response to the school shootings all right these particular programs can help people lead healthy and productive lives all right we want to bring the right package and right resources to other social programs we have to have lower costs let the police focus on doing a more limited job says a university of michigan economist not an educator an economist early interventions you ready like preschool programs tim seem to reduce arrests later on in life. So remember the Rockefeller Foundation, Resilient City, we're going to get them from cradle to grave because if we can do this, we can re- re- we can reduce the health care cost. We can reduce the incarceration. No, this is all about micromanaging your emotions. This is precisely what it is. Okay, cognitive behavioral therapy for all ages. I'm just, I'm not going to go on because it's just, you've got to be kidding me. So transfer all this knowledge that we've just talked about and now go to the U.S. Department's, uh, U.S. Department of Education's student privacy page, and you're going to get all kinds of contradictions on this one. Okay. You know, Lynn, because, one of the things that I'm seeing here that's, that's so distinct yes. from, uh, you know, even the founders is the idea that when America was established, it was established to be, uh, you know, um, a, a confederacy, if you will, or federation of sovereign states among mm-hmm. whom cit- who, whose citizens were to be self-governing. And this seems to be the exact opposite of that. Instead of us being self-governing, we're going to have Big Brother looking over our shoulder every time we sneeze. And you know, wanting to wanting to govern us rather than us governing ourselves, we've we've sold our birthright for a bowl of stew here. And again, I I can't. And, and Christian parents are the ones that, that really get me because it's like guys, we say it every week here. Deuteronomy six, God's commands are to be in your heart, and you're to teach them diligently to your kids. And if you're continuing to send them to a status indoctrination center where they're doing this stuff. Now, and I, I realize all this every but the reality is a lot of us are doing things and we don't have that hanging up. I mean, it might be hanging up, but nobody's enforcing it on us. But you would you would do that? I, I just, I, again, I don't understand what's not clear about what God said you should do and why you don't see the benefits of that rather than dropping, you know, Johnny and Susie off, as you say, uh, or Anna and Tommy, if you're 
from my household. If you drop Anna and Tommy off at the at the status run indoctrination centers, to to be to grow up thinking it is normal to have a camera on you all the time, to have police officers around you all the time, to be indoctrinated that way all the time, to believe that somehow is a normal life. I, I just I don't get it. Well, I understand, but I also understand the way that they have been able to creep into homeschooling is by using free resources or free online courses, which also gets you on that camera and in those algorithms. Yep, or $10,000. Yeah, and remember, this. Charlotte has warned us, this is coming after the homeschools. And here in North Carolina, it just hit the news. We're now going to see the Department of Non-Public Education, which was supposed to help protect homeschoolers. They're going to come and start going across the state and coming to your home to see what you're doing and how you're doing it. So make no mistake, this data tracking is not going to exclude anyone, whether you're in the public system or you're not. But the reason I want us to go to the Department of Education on their student privacy rights is because they trot out the FERPA the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act. Now, Tim, nowhere in any of the uh, FLOP documentation, the ACLU documentation, the John Jay, the New York Times, none of them will be honest with you and tell you that Obama gutted FERPA. So any privacy that your family thought you had, the Department of Education is still saying, oh, yeah, we still got FERPA. But they're not telling you that it is so full of holes, it does no good. No, they're trotting it out going, oh, yes, this is the document or this is the uh, the law that you can you can act on and rely on. They also throw in the Protection of People Rights Amendment, just as whole worthy as it could possibly be. OK, it tells you also technical assistance to help schools and school districts safeguard information about students. We have done shows on that particular technical assistance and how that is used as a blanket excuse to do what? Incorporate more layers of data mining. And we have been over and over this, that those contracts that are between public uh, institutions with private money sometimes go to grad students, sometimes go to private institutions or higher learning institutions. So the myriad of, of possibility of data and who has access, it, access to it is off the charts. So don't tell me that the Department of Public, uh, the Department of Education has your student safety in mind. And let me also add that the Department of Education also data tracks home schooling. Okay. Didn't know if people knew that, but but it does. Okay. All right. All right. So the um on the particular okay, the next one that we have, uh Tim, is the justification by the US Department of Education on how great FERPA is. It's only about four minutes. That is the next link. So if you will play that for folks, I want them to see how they're trying to cover their backside. Privacy Act, or FERPA, is a federal law which applies to educational institutions and agencies, such as schools, school districts, colleges, and universities, to which funds have been available under any program administered by the Secretary of Education. The purpose of FERPA is to protect the privacy of parents and students with regard to education records under Section 444 of the General Education Provisions Act as amended. Wow, it's easy to get confused with all that legal language. Let's try that again in plain English. The truth is, data about us is everywhere. It's collected when we shop, take a vacation, look at a web page, or send an email. 
You see, FERPA is a federal law that applies to most schools, colleges, and universities. It's meant to protect all that identifiable information about students in records that are kept by schools, and it provides the right for you to access that information, to seek to correct it, and generally to consent to its disclosure. Let's take a closer look at what that means. Today is Patrick's first day of kindergarten. As Patrick moves through the education system, his schools accumulate data, such as his grades, learning disabilities, or special needs information, and <clears throat> disciplinary information. As Patrick takes tests to see how he's progressing, his scores are protected by FERPA. FERPA requires schools and state and local educational agencies to keep the information that came from Patrick's records private and get his parents' written consent before sharing it with anyone else. There are some exceptions, but the general rule is Patrick's records are confidential. Students don't attend school anonymously, so schools routinely share some basic information about students, called directory information. If a school is going to share directory information, it must notify parents and students who are 18 or over or who attend post-secondary institutions. For example, Patrick's school yearbook contains his name, grade level, and photograph. That's okay because his school designated these items as directory information and published its policy on its website and Patrick's parents haven't opted out. FERPA also requires schools provide Patrick's parents the ability to review his records to make sure they are accurate. Patrick's applying to college. He and his parents review his high school transcript and discover the school has gotten Patrick confused with another student who has lower grades. This isn't good. FERPA not only gives his parents the right to see the records, but also to request that the school correct mistakes. How about sue if the school over that? and the school disagree on the accuracy of the info, FERPA gives Patrick's parents the right to request a hearing. Colleges and universities are also required to protect student information under FERPA, but the rules change a bit. Meet Lisa, a high school graduate who is headed off to college. Hooray! While Lisa was in elementary, middle, and high school and under the age of 18, FERPA allowed her parents access to her education records. Now, Lisa is entering college, and her FERPA rights transfer from her parents to her. Her parents wonder, but wait a minute, I'm paying the bills here, and now I can't see how she's doing academically? Since Lisa's parents claim her as a dependent on their federal tax return, her parents can still see her education records if Lisa's college chooses to release them. FERPA doesn't require schools to release records, it only allows this. You may be wondering, how do I find out more about how FERPA affects me or my child? To start, look for your school or school district's FERPA policy on its website, or ask your principal or school administrative staff about your rights under FERPA. Visit the Department of Education's Family Policy Compliance Office website for answers to frequently asked questions on privacy, training, and guidance for parents and students on FERPA rights and protections. All right, so I, here's the here's the, here's the, here's the thing for me uh, hey. of, of what I of what I what I see here is where does the school get? Oh, I just hit the wrong thing. Computer. Here's oh, in the end. <laughs> the where does the school get the authority to dish out any information other than to mom and dad and the kid? The, I, I, why is it? Why is it they can do this? They can mix up students, and then the parents have to ask for a hearing to, to get it corrected. Uh, and apparently, there's no um, there's no 
responsibility on the school's part to incur in you know any uh, monetary something for damages because the school is an entity of you know of government for for lack of a better term even though the people are paying for it it is a it is a government but now they can uh, they can mix things up they can get it mixed up with the wrong person this can cause all kinds of problems then the then the person who's been harmed has to go and ask for a hearing to get it corrected and I'll guarantee you there's no kind of uh compensation for the efforts they have to do why why are schools not just again focused on teaching the basic stuff and not engaging in all this other nonsense. What business, what would be an issue in my mind? Let me see if I can formulate the question. Why would the school need to have this information done the way that they're trying to, to do it that we just saw in this little video? They keep receiving federal funding. I see. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That's it in a nutshell. Uh, yeah, that's the only so if you So if you wanted to shut this down in your community, um, you would say, okay, at the school board, you would say, you're not receive- if you receive any more federal funding, you're gone. We're getting rid of you. Mm-hmm. And we're going to put people in there who will say no to the federal funding. Now, if they don't get the federal funding, if they say no to the federal funding, are they obligated to do any of this stuff? You know, that's an excellent question because the framework and the amount of money and, and uh, alignment that has been attached to all this is so entrenched. I don't know that just shutting off the funding would do it. You would have to do a lot more. You would have to get rid of all the contracts. You would have to have a lot of litigation to uh, separate what should be and what shouldn't be. But I'm going to tell you that video told you, oh, yes, parents can this, parents can that. And you go and you talk to as many parents as have contacted me over what hasn't happened that that video just said should have happened. It's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. In the archives, we will give you the July. 2021 updates for the FERPA guidelines. And what I want to point out is that in those guidelines, Tim, it is clearly stated that law enforcement involvement in your child's education is the exception to your family's privacy. Right. Sure it is. Yes. Now, related to this uh, flop data system, you're going to see a map, an app, There are actually two out there. One is called Miles, and it's going to reward you no matter what kind of transportation you use because people were like going, well, you know what? I won't use my car. That way Flock can't get me. Well, this particular app will track you if you're walking, if you use uh, ride share, if you go on your bike, you use public transportation. And what it's going to do is your little every mile will be tracked by data much like this flock system is going to do. And it's going to be available for free to any age, any school. And I can just see schools going, oh, goody, another reward program. Because what happens is the more miles that you get data track, Tim, the more rewards that you can get. And if you look at the companies who are giving rewards or incentives, nine out of 10 of them are either tied to the United Nations or the Common Core. Okay, Lynn, you got 10 seconds. Tell people where they can find out about you. CommonCoreDiva.com. All right, Lynn, we appreciate you as always. Thank you for the information. And that is so we can act. Not so we can be scared, but so we can act. We can charge the gates of hell and they won't prevail against us. Catch Bradley at 3. We'll see you in the morning at 6 a.m. Lord willing. See you.